Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. Why would we be recording? I don't know. Well, I'm testing the audio. Oh, okay. Uh-huh, sure, uh-huh, we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know we're recording right now. <laughs> <laughs> and we are. Hi. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I'm Tier. I'm C. Tepper. And this is Wigging Out. <laughs> <laughs> that was a shorter version. Uh, You know, okay. we're, we're getting it closer to time. We're cutting it down for time. We, we're getting we? shorter episodes. We got we got, oh, we we got did, a schedule. We, we just did our mini episodes. It's, this one's coming right out. Yeah. So after it so <laughs> yeah we're we're out we're out and about. we're out okay um caitlin <laughs> what are we do, what are we doing today <laughs> so i i said this before we like recorded but i'm gonna say it for the podcast this is one of the people we wanted when we decided we wanted to do a podcast literally like our first like who like whoever our list was this person was on it so we have a drag king, finally. Finally. It, it says it in our description, but they're just, a good drag king can sometimes be a little bit hard to find. So we found the best one that we know. It's mm-hmm. Max, Mr. Max, Max Pleasure. Pleasure. Hi. Welcome. I'm excited. Um, thank you for opening your home to us. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> You're yeah, humble no about <laughs> I'm excited to like supply the validity for your for your bio no honestly i'm just like every time i look at it because it literally our first um for the description the first thing it says is drag kings and i'm like uh, where i think, where, it, I think it's drag kings drag queens and, and i don't know i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> nightlife probably yeah it's tough about nightlife i don't know and everything in between and then everything in between and whatever Lovely. you choose to be <laughs> i would just watch kinky boots so i'm like they have oh, like they have like a line about that it's like Ladies and gentlemen, and whoever you choose to be, or something like that. And I was like, oh. oh. Do you know what I thought the other day? What? A great drag king show, mm-hmm. Stinky Boots. Oh my God. And like the poster would like look like the Kinky Boots poster. I love that. You better do this now. You might have to do this. I, like, I have to coordinate with the Cake Boys about it. Yes. I feel like that's their kind of thing. Yes. yes. Um, we should definitely talk about the Cake Boys. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about okay. we, boys. We will have time. We will have time. <laughs> this is a little preview of what okay. we're gonna, about to talk about. Okay. <laughs> so, Max, where are you from originally? So, I grew up in New York State, mm-hmm. in Rockland County. Okay. So, not that far. But a little far. <laughs> a little far. A good how, distance. How, how many hours is that from New York? Like, city? Oh, man. On a good day, 20 minutes. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Um, is that by Westchester? Westchester. No. no. It's well, Westchester is on the so there's the Tappan Zee Bridge that yeah, connects yeah, yeah. Westchester and Rockland County. Okay. Yeah, on a good day it takes like 20 minutes to get to the tip of Manhattan. Cute. From where I grew up. Yeah. Cute. Cute. Mm-hmm. I like that. What was life like growing up there? It was fine. <laughs> I mean, it's the suburbs. Mm-hmm. I feel like the fact that I grew up so close to New York City definitely mm-hmm. like I didn't have so much of the very small suburban experience mm-hmm. because there was also like the Big Apple so close, you yeah. know. Like I, my family and I, my family would go to shows, see Broadway, yeah. like all that cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically like a suburb, but not a suburb. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It didn't have like the completely claustrophobic feel. Mm-hmm. Sometimes oh, it did, but not yeah. always. <laughs> yeah, no, I can definitely relate. So did you have any like drag influences growing up? Like were you aware of like 
drag queer community. <laughs> so, okay. So my first like understanding of drag, my, I had this boyfriend when I was in community theater in high school and for his friend's birthday, they went to lips of course. for whatever reason. Of course. This is like the, this is the beginning of every yeah. story. So this is, this is what happened. So I was dating this kid. I was only dating him. No offense, Ian. I was only dating him because I was closeted and didn't know how to understand my feelings for our, our close girlfriend that we had. Ah. And um, so he went to lips and this was when everyone had Facebook albums for everything. Oh, God. And there's a picture of the drag queen. I wonder if I know who she is now, but mm-hmm. there's a picture of the drag queen sitting on his lap and he's grabbing her gigantic fake tits. Uh-huh. And our friends tagged me as the drag queen. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I feel. It was like low-key traumatizing. Yeah. In a way, because it was like this like, overtly sexual thing yeah um and i was like i'm only 16 (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what sex is um (laughs) but um that was my first like understanding of drag damn yeah it's a little bit traumatic (laughs) it was a little bit traumatic yeah so like it took years for me to understand that like drag wasn't this grossly vulgar mm-hmm. activity for drunk people like i i, I mean I it still is yeah, I'm like, <laughs> but, like, but like it wasn't like it was not love at first sight by any means that's interesting yeah i did not know this about you yeah <laughs> it's it's funny like i was just thinking about that memory the other ah, day and i was like that's shared. pretty formative like no, in that's a way. very formative huh. but you don't hate it anymore i never mm. hated it like i okay. was it was just it, I don't know. It was it was just a very weird thing, and like I don't think they were bullying me per se, but I definitely I think it was felt just like bullied. A, yeah, it's definitely probably like a ha 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 guys. Yeah, but like I so the, a spit take. Yeah, <laughs> right all over the equipment. <laughs> no, like that was my first like experience with the drag queen. Then I went to mm-hmm. college, mm-hmm. and it's a tradition at Purchase College to have drag queens stand at the entrance of the school with a welcome sign. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that either. <laughs> yeah, and. I was looking at my old Facebook and there's a status that's um, LOL, two drag queens just welcomed me to purchase. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> oh, oh, that was your status. Yep, that that's was my amazing. status. Yeah, and still, and it took even longer. I've had so many interactions with drag mm-hmm. where like it wasn't, I just walked right by it, like missed connection. So oh many God. of those, yeah. And then finally... <laughs> When I understood that it wasn't just a vulgar thing, mm-hmm. that's when I was like, I think I would like to try. Yeah. I think I'd like to do that. Mm-hmm. But yep. When did you first try? When did you get there? Um, the spring of 2014. Oh my God. That's like, uh, my birthday is October 2014. You're drag so. Oh, really? Yeah, so, oh. <laughs> I'm like, no one can see your quotations. I know. <laughs> your drag air quotations. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was... I had been, so Purchase has like a really big drag scene, Mm -hmm. yeah, um, which is really nuts and really cool. But um, I had been a backup dancer for two other kings Mm -hmm. that were there. And I was like, well, actually, like, I think I could try, like, really what interested me was the opportunity to get on stage Mm. and to make a mix and tell a story and choreograph and dance. Because like, 
I used to do community theater. I was terrible. Like, mm-hmm. there's a reason I pretend to sing and don't actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, if only more drag performers took that note. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I wanted to get back into performing, mm-hmm. and I saw that this was a way to do it. And that's what I was... I wasn't necessarily attracted to the gender illusion mm-hmm. uh-huh. idea of it. But, yeah. Gotcha. So, how did you get your drag name? My drag name came from an ex-boyfriend. Oh. Yeah. Um, I... I had my first performance in spring 2014. Mm-hmm. I had a different drag king name. Can you say? It is so embarrassingly bad. <laughs> that you have to tell us. It is. <laughs> is, is there a slur? Okay, we'll take no, it out. Oh my God, no, it's not a slur. <laughs> like, Let me just preface this by saying, I didn't understand the responsibility that I have as a queer person mm-hmm. who is performing masculinity mm-hmm. to not feed into toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that. So my original drag king name is based on a murderer oh, and a cool. famous book character that is a literal rapist. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's Jack DeLarge. Now I have to say it. Jack DeLarge. Jack DeLarge. Who, wait, who's it based on? Jack the Ripper uh. and Alex DeLarge from Clockwork Orange. Oh. Uh. Yep. Okay. See, I feel like... I'm like, it sounds like a name that like a drag king would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't seem like, crazy. But like knowing the backstory of it is kind of like... I feel like people have worse names than that though. They do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I... Um, when I knew that I wanted to try drag again after my first time, mm-hmm. I was like, I need a different name. Mm. Yeah. And, also, I feel yeah. like I would not have figured out that connection anyway. I feel like your name now is like instant. Yeah. If like, it's you. I- so instant recognition <laughs> of like what, like we get the pun and we get the name. Yeah. I'm like, I love the name. Mm-hmm. I love. Being I hope called, so. Yeah. <laughs> I love being called Max. Yeah. Like, but one thing that, as the years go by, I kind of don't like is that it's max pleasure with three X's uh-huh. and it's that vulgar mm. thing. Well, that's why I found it funny that like, this is your name and that was your first That experience. was my first experience. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like, wow, yeah. you came a long way. Wow. And I'm happy that we're putting this together. I know. <laughs> I feel like we're in therapy right but now. But yeah, like I kind of wish that I didn't do the three X's because I'm a huge... Now that I'm an adult who understands like the nuance of being a drag king, like I kind of like, uh, like I'm just an advocate for like not making, not for, um, I'm an advocate for the idea that drag kings don't have to be vulgar. They don't have to be incredibly sexual. And mm-hmm. my name is Max with three X's. I mean, you could always change it. Look at Juku. Like, that's true. You could change it. And like, mm-hmm. I tell that, like, I tell myself sometimes, but I'm like, what would my name be? Well, just have one X. Or add a fourth one and then make it like the MySpace, like, username kind of thing. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Whenever I think of three X's, I just think of Roxy Andrews. So. <laughs> and I think mm-hmm. she also, oh no, with Roxy Andrews, it's I like, caught myself. I I still watch Drag Race when she was on it. Uh, yeah. And I was like, three X's, that's a lot. And then I realized what I said. <laughs> wow, that's hilarious. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> We weren't so self-aware back then. That's okay. hilarious. We're always growing. We're always yeah. learning. <laughs> How did you get involved in the drag scene in Brooklyn? Um, I know there's two different versions of the story. There's two different <laughs> versions of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I knew, 
like Brooklyn was the destination. Mm-hmm. Like that's where switch and play was. Mm-hmm. So obviously that's where I aspired to aspired to be. And I had done a show in Brooklyn, like my purchase drag fam put on a show at gold sounds straight to DVD mm. before it was called straight to DVD. Um, back when it was one nine hundred hot glue. Oh um, my yeah. god. TBT. <laughs> um, but like that was my first show in Brooklyn. But I don't feel like I became a part of the whole Brooklyn community until I did Switch and Plays Moxie. Mm-hmm. Yep. So those are the two. Those are the two yes, versions of the story. Two mm. versions. But Miss Malice was like an integral part. She was. Mm, yes. Because <laughs> she she and I actually met at a college gig in the spring mm-hmm. and then moxie was coming up in the winter and she messaged me and was like do you want to come down and do moxie and i said yes even though the college gig that she saw me at was terrible i did a <laughs> terrible job i really did but yeah so she saw potential she saw potential and like i don't know how it would have happened if she didn't reach out to me yeah and like i feel like she's like an important person like in front of the scenes and also behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, yeah, it, like, it's nice that like she noticed you. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I first heard about them because um, Kay James used to follow me on. Uh, he still follows me on Instagram, but he would like like all my posts, and that's how I found about Switch and Play. But wow, <laughs> that's how I heard about Max too. That's oh, why. What? That's why I'm making that connection. I was like, wow, okay, <laughs> and then oh, okay, yeah. Because when was that first show? First Moxie show. Um, January 2017. Yeah, that's right. Before I moved here. So that makes sense. Wow. <laughs> wow. We love an origin story. I know. I, I love know. all these. I love making connections. Yeah, no. Half the show is just more here to figure out how, like, they know people. I'm old. It happens. <laughs> well, it's crazy that, like, it's quite a web. Mm-hmm. Like, the Brooklyn scene. Yeah, it's very small, but it's still kind of big at the same time. Mm-hmm. There's definitely like different sections and different Absolutely. clicks and stuff. But Absolutely. At the end of the day, we're like all gonna like vibe with each other. I think mm-hmm. to the most extent. Yeah. yeah. And like also then even like on top of that, like there's the connections that you're not even like aware. Aware. Mm-hmm. Of. Absolutely. Oh my like, god. Like and even mm-hmm. like beyond drag people too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how would you describe your drag aesthetic and performance style? Um. So. I like to go for the rock and roll thing. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that I do best, (laughs) I think. Um, I agree. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm having flashbacks to like my first drag experiences, um, which were... Were they not rock and roll? Nope. (laughs) Yep. I wanted to do like the vampire demon thing. I feel like you can make a a mini like (laughs) connection to it though. Yeah. And like... But it didn't work out for me. Um, but so I like to do the rock and roll stuff. Mm-hmm. I tend to do more serious numbers. And actually, that's something that, like, now I'm getting back into performing again after, mm-hmm. like, my decent, my long hiatus. And, like, I want to do fun numbers. Yeah. And I got to figure out how to do that. Yeah. We have this conversation a lot. Like, at, like... Three in the morning when everyone's drunk. We just need something fun. Tea. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm here. I co-signed this having fun numbers. I think you need to have a balance. You also need to know the audience. Yeah, because like Mm -hmm. I can't roll up to a brunch gig and do save a prayer necessarily. I mean, I could. They would love it. But like, (laughs) like, that's where you are. (laughs) All my like all my favorite numbers: save a prayer, smoke and mirrors, which I did at Bushwick. Mm -hmm. Like, it's. It's about serious stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and like 
I don't think people want to be thinking about all that stuff at brunch. You know? <laughs> I mean, usually I'm very, very wasted. So I don't are, even think I can like, get, get to that point anyway. Some people like are ready to be in their feelings when they're deep in the mimosas, but <laughs> it's not necessarily something I want to handle. That's my 24-7, 365. So yeah. like, you know. I've known some queens like that, so. <laughs> okay. So since you are our first drag king on the podcast... Um, I want to talk about a little bit about drag kinging. How would, for the layman, which is like someone who doesn't know anything, how would you d- describe a drag king versus a drag queen? Okay. I mean, this... In your opinion. This is just yeah. how you would describe it. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't usually like playing the comparison game. Mm-hmm. Just because... Which I is mean, fine, too. <laughs> yeah. There are definitely differences between the two art forms, but mm-hmm. they're very much the same mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, but like a drag king is like doing a masculine illusion Mm -hmm. versus drag queen being a drag queen is a feminine illusion. Mm -hmm. But like, I feel like as time goes on, like even those definitions are, yeah, I agree. I agree. Definitely Mm -hmm. like a little more mushy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A little wishy. I I find that like, um, usually drag kings are AFAB performers, which with, um, yeah, drag queens it's it could be. It's a little bit more versatile. I, okay. I agree. I think I only know like one um, AMAB drag king. You do? I don't I know. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Roxy Andrews's like son. Oh, Axel Andrews. A- Axel yeah. Andrews. That's about it. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the only one I can, I can come think of off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. I, like you said, like I think the boundaries or the definitions are like blurring every mm-hmm. single day. So it's just like, I don't know. Um, I also think it depends on what scene you're in. Mm-hmm. Because if you're in an alternative scene, I feel like the gender expression is very, like, varied. Mm-hmm. But if you're in, like, a pageant system, it's very clear-cut. Oh, yeah. What you're performing as, like, gender-wise. Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I don't really do feminine makeup, but people call me a queen. Does that make sense? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. but you ascribe to being queen, right? Not really. No? <laughs> I just say performer. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess you're you're expressing both genders. Yeah. So. I just I like the androgyny. That's my thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. I feel like alternative scenes like there's that like room to like express yourself however you like. Mm-hmm. But if it's like a pageant type situation, it's much more clear cut based on history yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and like but like my whole thing about like i think everyone should like do the illusion they want to do Mm -hmm. but like if you're like the best part about doing drag is like not playing by the rules absolutely so like Mm -hmm. why would you want to play by like (laughs) the binary rules that's right i don't (laughs) get it i mean some people like live your life but Mm -hmm. i think also it depends on where you live because like I don't know. If you live in the middle of the country, you're only used to two genders usually. So, mm. you know? Maybe. I don't know. I've never been. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, you you said, like, you, um, you wanted to stay away from, like, vulgarness and drag. Mm-hmm. But um, I f- this is a personal ob- observation. I don't think it's necessarily true. But I feel like some drag kings, like, that's, like, their first instinct is get, like, really raunchy and, like, get really, like... Mm-hmm. Like a lot of dick humor and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I always feel like someone's pulling out a dildo. Yeah, <laughs> at all um, times. <laughs> and I'm wondering if that's just like, um, drag kings just don't have like an example of not being vulgar or something, or where that kind of 
Is that just like easy to do because it's like first thing people think of like when masculinity comes up is like dick jokes. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the thing about when I first started being a drag king, like the gender illusion wasn't the thing that I jumped at. Mm-hmm. So I kind of my instinct was okay, if I'm gonna be a man, I'm gonna be a womanizer. Okay. And like because that's and also like because drag is so like queer oriented, mm-hmm. like it can be like when you start being a drag king, you can leap at the chance to express your sexuality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like that's was something that I was eager to do also. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until I got to Brooklyn that I realized that like that didn't have to be the case. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't yeah. have to always have a pretty femme backup dancer who I grinded on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I think phallic jokes are easy. Mm-hmm. Dick jokes are easy. Yeah. Um, it's what people expect, also, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think it's it's a safe thing to do with an audience, especially mm-hmm. when you're first starting out, and like you're not really ready to like play with gender yet Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um the two performers that come to my mind that like break that sort of notion of being like vulgar or like they they don't really break it they like put it on its head is um sweaty eddie and um richard jacaco um because they're like actually baby also yes they do yeah yeah yeah. they do like um speaking of um sweaty eddie specifically they do like creepy man kind of drag (laughs) and he's like one of my like like one of the only performers in brooklyn that absolutely terrify me when they're on stage but (laughs) but like um same with richard they're like they just do like very vulgar drag but to like make fun of like toxic masculinity i think and i actually i went to the cake boys brunch a few weeks Mm -hmm. ago Mm -hmm. and i was so inspired Mm -hmm. by them because they are doing gross shit yeah but like it doesn't feel like like, I didn't roll my eyes at it, yeah. you know? Like, I didn't think, like, oh, this is unimaginative mm-hmm. drag king beginner shit. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't think that at all because it's not... That's not what it is yeah. from them. Yeah. Um, and, like, Vady also, like, Vady does a lot of phallic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're very much somebody who plays with gender, obviously, yeah. you know? So, I actually... I should talk to them about it because mm-hmm. I'm interested to, like, know, like... What's your deal with phallic stuff? Because you do it, but you don't do it in like the same. Like I, at least I don't think they do it mm. in a thoughtless manner. Yeah, like you know, in a cliche way. Yeah, no. in a go-to like. Yeah, major. like we've seen it a million times. Yeah, I feel like drag king is also just a commentary on the patriarchy. Oh yeah, general. obviously. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like you know how the patriarchy is just like a dominant force in mm. society. So I feel like drag kings. The good ones. They're making a commentary about that. Mm-hmm. The bad ones, they'll stick with the dick jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to I don't really like... think there's any like bad... I haven't seen any bad drug kings, so... No. <laughs> there's also, like, not that many, so... They're, they're there. It's just... Drug kings are... Because I had to obviously interview them for my book. They're just very spread out. They're yeah. there. And they're all over the place, yeah, but they're I'm spread like, out. Here's mm-hmm. the thing, also. Like... Because, so when I first started performing, Mm -hmm. I was like, holy shit, I need to knock it out of the park every single time Mm -hmm. because I'm one of three drag kings at Purchase. Mm -hmm. They actually graduated, both of them graduated the year before me. So Mm -hmm. then it was kind of only me (laughs) for, at least if I remember correctly. And I 
used to have to ask to like perform at shows. Mm-hmm. I got my first bar gig actually by asking the producer if I could be in it. I didn't mm. realize that wasn't how the real world worked. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's so annoying because like bad drag kings, I was always afraid of being a bad drag king. Mm-hmm. But like, how many fucking not good drag queens have we seen? Yep. Me. <laughs> You're no, very I agree. talented. Wow. wow. No, I, I agree. You made that joke before. I, 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 I really agree. Because um, it, it's this double standard where like drag kings have to be amazing out of the park or like they're going to be like forgotten by obviously usually at gay bars in brooklyn a cis male audience yeah basically sometimes cis male audiences love me Hmm. Hmm. interesting yeah it's interesting i think afab performers in general whether they're doing femme or mask drag just tend to have a harder time i I agree as well Mm. um i don't know <laughs> At least that's what I've heard. <laughs> so, how do you get into drag to become a drag king? Like, what, what, what do you? Per- what's your personal touches? I mean, I don't bind or, and I don't pack either. Those mm-hmm. are just two things that I tried in the beginning, but I didn't really like doing them, so I just mm-hmm. stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny because, like, not a lot of people in Brooklyn like pack, or actually, some people some do. do. Yeah, not many. It's just a lot of the Brooklyn Kings have top surgery. So like a lot of them <laughs> don't, bind. They don't have to bind. <laughs> but like, it just wasn't, I wasn't doing it as like a statement mm-hmm. on like gender and bodies. I just didn't like doing it. Mm-hmm. But like, I think it's pretty punk as like, it's funny that I accidentally was punk as fuck. Like just <laughs> not doing it. But um, yeah. So really like, it's all about the face for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do the same face every time. <laughs> I'm gonna continue doing the same face every Do time. It, it works. Oh, that's, that's your statement. That's your signature. Yeah, and like sometimes I'm like, maybe I should try a new look, but like I'm not going to. <laughs> also, like I'm not good at makeup. <laughs> I learned how to do this one face, and that's it. Like I can't do anything else. You should. I feel that. You should experiment though, just for fun. I feel like you could do. I could. I want to ask you because you do a mustache, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I might ask you off, Mike, how you do it. Because cur- I'm curious. I haven't done my Our beard in looking forever. Our needs some <laughs> Okay. So my, I use a toothpick. Oh, interesting. Okay. I've yeah. done that before. And it like, uh, like when I first did, when I did my first beard, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I have my mom's like years old face paint and um, I have this uh, toothpick. <laughs> like I literally <laughs> like flying by the seat of my pants, but like I just dip the end of the toothpick in the, in the mm. paint and drag it lightly across my face. Gotcha. Yeah. Some, like I look back at old pictures and I'm like, oh my God, like <laughs> why did I thought this would work? But like now I'm at a point where like it kind mm. of, mm-hmm. I've kind of figured out how to do it in a way. I might finally be a, be a big boy and get um and get a, a paint like a paintbrush. Oh, get a makeup brush. I was waiting for you to tell me like a glue on mustache. I actually I'm interested in doing in having hair Same. because <laughs> it in pictures and stuff sometimes my mustache completely disappears. Uh, but if I had that texture and that mm-hmm. dimension, it would it would work. Yeah, yeah. It's just hard. I feel like it's just hard to keep on. Because, yeah. like, that part of your face gets sweaty. Oh, yeah. The yeah. first time I tried to wear a mustache, it fell off. Yeah. No, in the I middle of the see. performance. Yeah. Same. Like, every time I see someone with, like, the, like, glue on stuff, it just falls off. Like, yeah. every, I've never seen it stay on a whole performance. I don't know if the queens are doing it wrong or the kings, but it don't see I've it. seen mm-hmm. some kings who, like. Who can do it. Who have, like, yeah. Ooh, I gotta, like, this is, that's gonna be the thing that I'm gonna practice. Yeah. Is having a 
hair mustache. Hair mustache. Now you can do a tutorial. <laughs> I can do a tutorial on for my for Mars here on my my vlog, my vlog, yeah. which is coming out soon. Um, we should take a break, yeah. but we should talk about that vlog. Oh and yes, after. the teaser. Okay, <laughs> the teaser. Okay, yeah. bye, kids. Bye. bye. Not because of you. Just because we have to do the next intro. Uh-huh. And we're recording. Yay! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks, my dear. Jesus Christ. Love you. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> All right. On to our next part. So, drag kings, as we were talking about, are a little bit hard to find. Where do you think the best place is to see drag kings or your favorite types of drag performers? Um, switch and play. Ooh. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, K. James and Vigor Mortis are... Absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. But the whole rest of the collective, um, Miss Malice, Zoe, Nick's Nocturne, mm-hmm. Pearl Harbor. Am I forgetting anybody? I think I got everybody. I think that's the main. Oh, Davina. How oh, Davina. Yeah, yeah. Davina. Yeah. All incredibly talented performers. Agreed. Switch and Play is the best show, I think, in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry to anyone who I might have offended with that. Um, <laughs> have you done a Switch and Play show? Yes. Oh. I have. Um, my first Brooklyn show was Switch and Play. Oh, mm-hmm. sh- look at you. Um, <laughs> and then I've performed with them a few more times since. Mm-hmm. I love I love performing with them. Um, but yeah, definitely Switch and Play. Um, Richard's, um, um, Drag King Richard, mm-hmm. formerly Richard DeCacco, now just Richard. <laughs> formerly known um, as. He has his Drag King collective, The Cake Boys, which is brand new. Um, and they're doing really cool stuff. I'm so inspired by them. They did, um, they have their brunch in Queens. Oh. And then they have. It's at the vault. I think they're doing like a monthly show at the vault now. Yeah. I think. Was it the vault? I think so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They did like a bachelor type show. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I saw a lot of promotion for that. Yeah. Uh And now they're doing the dude network, like the food network. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's amazing. I just love the puns. The Mm -hmm. stuff that they're doing is Mm -hmm. like, it's planned. It's. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, it's thought it's thought out. Like, yeah. I'm I'm really inspired by what they're doing. Um, but so Drag Kings, definitely there. Um, Straight to DVD is a great Brooklyn show. Where is that? Um, it's at Gold Sounds. Gold Sounds. Okay. Yeah, Straight to DVD. It's they've been doing it for like three years. I think they're the second longest now show in I Brooklyn. I think they are. But oh wow! What's so interesting yeah. is it still feels like people don't know about it. I, I don't know anything. I agree. <laughs> yeah, but it's a great show. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's it's very like casually run. Like Sherry okay. and Chris, um, Sherry and Christ, like just go back and forth on the mic. Like mm-hmm. they're so funny. Like they're my yeah. favorite duo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that's a great place to see drag. Sherry went viral on Twitter for her um, we music or we shop music mix. She just lip synced to the Wii music. Yep. It was stupid. <laughs> I, I'm like vaguely familiar with it. Um, yeah. They're they're brilliant performers. I love I saw them last week. Sorry. I'm just <laughs> rambling now. You're like, but, yeah. Um, oh, the Nobodies is also oh, a great yeah, place nobodies. for drag. And um, Names and Faces, which is Nancy No Good's um, show, which Where is, is monthly. Oh, I didn't know about that one. Yeah. It's at Pinebox Rock Shop. It's I, fairly new. I was like, okay. I have not heard I was that. Say, but like, she puts on a really good show too. Yeah. It's it's funny that the examples that I just gave, there's 
the spectrum of very well organized <laughs> to a complete free for all. Like, straight to DVD is the free for all. Ah, I like it though. I like I like that there's options. Yeah, there's a spectrum. Yeah, I like that. And they're all monthly, so it's like. Oh uh, yeah, monthly. Nothing's I like, competing with each other. Yeah, I like monthly because it's like a low commitment on my end. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm trying to think. There are definitely other shows. Miss Jade is fantastic. Mm. She has a show at Macri Park. Um. I don't know. I could go on. I could. Do you see any shows in Manhattan? No. No, me neither. <laughs> I'm just curious. Is there any drag kings in Manhattan? I'm trying to think. Um, up uh, what's Wang um, Newton? Oh yeah, Wang. Love Wang. We love Wang. <laughs> um, what are the best parts of performing in Brooklyn? Hmm. Or your favorite parts? I love the community of it. Mm -hmm. um specifically like in the switch and play realm Mm -hmm. like it's a very community oriented space and it's not just about like a space for queers it's a space about celebrating queer people Mm -hmm. and like it's like i've been performing with them for years at this point but it wasn't until recently that i was like i get it like Mm -hmm. this is community this is celebrating queerness this is like that's my favorite part about it is partaking in is participating in the community in that way. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're very open to um, like who can go to the shows and you, it's like a very safe environment at switch and play events. Cause I, I know a lot of people who are like diehard switch and play will go to every mm-hmm. switch and, and play you know everything. I think mm-hmm. that is because it's, they set up like a theater in the back room. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're standing in the bar. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes a huge difference with the kind of experience that it is. Mm, I agree. It kind of elevates it too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're starting to do shows at National Sawdust too. Yeah, so like I have gone to those. Production. Yeah, we no, love a production. National, <laughs> National Sawdust is a big theater to yeah. be performing at, which you did perform at. I did perform at. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What are some of the worst parts of performing in Brooklyn? Everything else. Um, <laughs> do, do you make any money doing it? Depends. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I feel like a lot of Brooklyn performers have an issue with like with the tipping stuff. is yeah. just like not good. Yeah, I mean, it really depends. Mm-hmm. So I can't really make a blanket statement yeah. on like what tipping is like in Brooklyn. Is it like um, based on venue that you've like? It's on? based on venue, but not only that, it's based on the crowd. If it's raining outside, like it seems so yeah. like you know what I mean. Yeah, rain like drives everyone away, and I don't know why. But it's weird because that's only a Brooklyn thing that yeah. I found. Because in Manhattan, it could be like negative fifteen blizzard. Go to any of the main gay bars; it's gonna be fucking packed. Mm-hmm. Oh, then, my <laughs> least favorite thing about performing in Brooklyn is getting there. That's it. Tea. Uh, <laughs> no, no, same. It just, it's hard. Especially like anything in Bushwick. I just, mm. it's hard yeah. for me. Oh, Bushwick's a nightmare to get to. Yeah, for all yeah. of us. It's just um, not cute. <laughs> I literally live off the G and it's a nightmare to get anywhere. So, yeah. Like, so God if bless it's bad, if, I feel like unless you like live in those neighborhoods, like the, like a Ridgewood or like mm-hmm. all those, like unless you live there, it is fucking hard to get to I certain agree. venues. Mm-hmm. Even though I want to go, but I'm just like, no. Yeah, it's a trip. I hate when people are like, oh, just take an Uber. Because I guess where they live, Ubers are like $5. For me, it's like 20 and- Yeah, no, it's so expensive. It is. And I'm like very close to um, Williamsburg and it's still... Are you? Well, oh, I guess so. It's still a bitch. Um, and our last little section. Um, what are your favorite parts of being a drag king? 
<laughs> I love it so much. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And here's the thing about like me doing drag. Like it feels like when I'm doing drag, I'm most authentically myself. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard to talk about it. Like, what's my favorite part? That's like asking, like, what's your favorite part about being a human being on this <laughs> earth? Like, you know what I mean? I could answer that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like doing the whole rock and roll thing. Mm-hmm. I like doing a masculine presentation while still making room for androgyny mm-hmm. um, or rather feminine things, even though mm-hmm. like who knows what that means anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had any bad experiences being like a drag king? Were you ever like discriminated against or anything because you were a drag king <laughs> versus a queen um, or something like that? Like maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm fortunate that when I arrived in Brooklyn, a lot of that hard work had already been done. Mm-hmm. Like, cause switch and play had been going since like the early two thousands. Yeah. Um, and like when I first started performing in Brooklyn, it was either with my college friends with Christ and Sherry, or it was with like switch and play and like other like drag King oriented spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, I guess there's been a little bit of that. I, um, Oh, there was one time a long time ago where um, I was working with these two queens who I had never met before, and they were like asking each other, like, what's your title again? Do you have any titles? Asking each other. And they didn't bother to ask me if I had a title because they assumed I wouldn't have any. Yeah. What? <laughs> but I also had the sense that they kind of assumed... Like, they didn't know that I'm the Brooklyn Drag King of the Year 2018, that I've performed at Sasha Valora's Nightgowns, that I did the Austin Drag Festival, that I've done Bushwick for three years. Like Yes, resume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and, like, I've performed at the Brooklyn Museum, the Whitney. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another museum that I'm forgetting. Like, but, like <laughs> yeah. see, but, like, they kind of assumed that, like, I had no experience and that I wasn't coming from anywhere. And of course they didn't say that flat out, but that's kind of the vibe that I got. Mm-hmm. And like, so I had to interject and the, like they had their, their crowns from their titles. And like, I interjected and was like, Oh yeah, I didn't bring my award because it's a brick. Like <laughs> I was literally going to say, what do you do? Just bring a brick around. Yeah. Throw bring it at the people. Brick around. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm like, I know that they didn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. I knew that they weren't consciously. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, you know, othering me in that sense, if Mm -hmm. that's even the right word, because they're both very kind people. Mm -hmm. But like, I totally picked up on those vibes. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it kind of sucked. But you know, it's fine. I hope you spoke up for yourself. I mean, Mm -hmm. I did. I was like, I have my, you know, like I have my titles and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, is it a title? I don't know. I was voted Drag King of the Year. It's a title. It's a title. And Um, we will be talking about that soon. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I also, I was the, I was the, I was I came in second place for my first pageant, which was a drag queen pageant. Like, hey, wow, yeah, work. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like, I've done a few things, mm-hmm. and I've done them well. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta own it. Mm-hmm. And I do. Um, <laughs> we should take another break. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit more about this BNA that you. Yeah. Have <laughs> sure. <laughs> Bye, kids. Bye. I make that same joke every time when we're recording. (laughs) (laughs) 
and I laugh every time. <laughs> I'm so like, Max is like feeding into Bartir's ego. <laughs> we have like a few inside jokes. It's like me shitting on myself. The, um, me shitting on you. Me, you shitting on me. Um, <laughs> and then the we're recording and you're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always a fuck moment because I'm never ready. <laughs> and I just find, I find humor in it. It makes me laugh. <laughs> um, and we're back. We're back. Um, and we are talking about your infamous winning of the BNA for Drag King of the um, 2018. You 2018. Yep. Drag King of the Year. Drag King of the Year. I'm s- excuse me. I'm sorry. Let Max have it. <laughs> <laughs> um, how was that process? How did that come about? Um, did you campaign or did you? Yeah. Well, what did you do? Okay. So it's actually really funny. I was nominated for Drag King of the Year in 2017. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But you did. And right? I had only performed in Brooklyn like four times. At whoa. That time. Oh, whoa. Yeah. It's funny because people were like, where did you come from? You came out of the woodwork and you're so good. These people didn't see my first performances mm-hmm. at Purchase, <laughs> you know, which were bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so I got nominated in 2017. So of course I wanted to be nominated again in 2018, yeah. especially for 2018. I deserved to be nominated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You actually like, I actually, more partici- than four <laughs> yeah, I actually participated in yeah. the drag scene. Um, um, and I did campaign a little bit for it i really wanted it mm-hmm. and also the drag king scene it's even bigger now than it was it in is. 2018 it is mm-hmm. it's funny like there are so many new people yeah um i say as if i've been here for decades no <laughs> it's true though it's true mm-hmm. but um so there weren't that many people so i was like okay i probably am gonna get a nomination but i want to make sure i get a nomination also i want to win <laughs> um, so i did campaign a little bit um I didn't want to do too, I didn't want to go so crazy about it. I really wanted it, but I didn't want it to be the end all be all. I didn't Mm -hmm. want it to wreck my Mm -hmm. self-esteem. But luckily it didn't because I won. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, it's a cool, it's a, uh, it's a cool thing to have. Um, Some people like discredit the BNAs because they're voted on. It's Mm -hmm. not like it's a pageant where we had to like, prove yourself for it but i think maybe i feel like you have to prove yourself to a lot more people yeah yeah consistently yeah you have to stay in people's minds you know and like people are like oh it's a popularity contest i'm like but people are popular because they're good so are the clams um (laughs) well i mean i feel like just pageants i uh pageants too though it's like whoever the judges like the most you know yeah i mean i i I, personally like i personally don't think the 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 award is any less valid because it's a popular vote. No, that's for I, sure. I, I agree. I mean, yeah. it's not like you're running for president. That yeah. popular vote certainly <laughs> doesn't matter. Then we're so. actually gonna have a, um, delegates now, and um, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> you have like an electoral college. <laughs> it's gonna go with the most random I, people. I think they did talk about that for like this year. They're gonna what? have like have a committee. I have a committee to nominate people, which I'm a, I, I'm, I'm a fan okay of. With that. I'm, I'm a fan okay of mm-hmm. like uh, a committee to nominate people, but okay I think it's that. still voted on, which mm-hmm. I'm, I'm well, in favor yeah. of. I'm in favor of that. But yeah, no, I think that's a great idea. Mm. And I think it's, it's funny, like award shows, it's just like you're a legend in your own mind, you know? <laughs> Like, but like, because people give value to the BNAs, mm-hmm. that makes it have value. Mm-hmm. I think it's something valuable. I think it's fun to be able to say I'm the drag king of the year. Mm-hmm. Like it, it opens doors for me Absolutely. in a way, you know, um, I can't wait to see what they do in the future. Yeah. Like they got to get a step and repeat. I think mm-hmm. a carpet, Ooh. make it a big thing. <laughs> yeah. It should. It, I, Cause I feel like the glam awards really like 
because I was just at it. It really kind of like pushes out Brooklyn nightlife. So Brooklyn nightlife got to like take over and like claim their own space. Because I feel like like in the Manhattan scene, like there's a lot of queens who are like stars because they end up on Drag Race, blah, blah, blah. But Brooklyn mm-hmm. is kind of like a hodgepodge of like a lot of different types of people. Mm-hmm. And it's not like there's no besides maybe entitled, like there's no like superstars that like uh, like throughout the country that people like know about. So I feel like yeah. Brooklyn needs to like market itself a little bit more mm-hmm. in a good way. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly like a huge honor to be nominated in like this scene specifically because we're like, I don't know, everyone's looking at us to be like the yeah. um, forefront of drag and Absolutely. performance and stuff. And there are mm-hmm. so many talented people. Mm-hmm. Like it's amazing to like be called out mm-hmm. as a member of it. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, well, I don't, I don't know how to transition. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> uh, so speaking of Brooklyn, <laughs> <laughs> where can people find you next? Or not in Brooklyn, allegedly. Um, well, my most exciting thing that I have coming up is I'm launching a vlog. Ooh. Yeah. I'm I'm a YouTuber now. Subscribe <laughs> to my channel. Yay. Um, no, but seriously. Yay. <laughs> um, I'm starting a vlog, mm-hmm. which I'm really excited about. It's about dragging stuff, but also more generally, like it's going to be about queer stuff as well mm-hmm. um, in a general sense. Um, and that the first episode is coming out the first week of March. Mm-hmm. Cute. So that's oh shit! I think it's Thursday, March fifth. Cute. I'm gonna check for at one o'clock p.m. At yes. one o'clock p.m. <laughs> um. Oh, I gotta subscribe. Yes, it is Thursday, March fifth. What is the name of your channel? <laughs> Oh, see, that was, it doesn't have a clever name. It's just Max Pleasure. No, that's fine. That's yeah. Fine. That I, that's what it should be. Of I course, always like, hate like crazy names and it has nothing to do with the Of course, person. like 10 days out, I'm like, oh my God, should I come up with a name for it? No. Like, even though like it hasn't had a, like I filmed almost all the episodes already. Like they don't yeah. have hey. a <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited about that because I think it's, and like Martina and I have actually talked about this, mm-hmm. like not in the podcast. Like, and from where I'm coming from specifically, like my experience with nightlife has changed so much mm-hmm. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm not into late nights anymore. I'm Same. sober. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I'm coming at it from a different, very different spot. Yeah. And me continuing to do drag in nightlife. Yeah. It just wasn't something that, I mean, I'm, I still want to do it. Just yes. not as regularly as I used to. Okay. So I think that participating in drag with this vlog, like it's, it's a way for me to still continue doing drag, but also to become a resource for drag Kings. Absolutely. You know? And I mean, drag Kings, like we, we have, like we've made our own resources. We've Mm -hmm. made our own connections, our own community, but there definitely still is a lack of like, like drag Queens kind of have ready made role models when it comes to like drag race and stuff. Drag Kings, not so much. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of looking to like, share the wisdom that or my knowledge i mean i'm not a veteran by any means Mm -hmm. but i feel like i have accumulated quite a bit of knowledge that is worth sharing and that could be valuable for drag kings and for actually drag performers in general absolutely because like i feel like in the drag queen world there's like a million tutorials like there's Mm -hmm. there's a lot of voices that get to be heard but i feel like at least in like the youtube type setting it's a lot less yeah and at I mean, least from what i've seen there are some mm-hmm. drag kings that um that have youtube vlogs charlie mm-hmm. deville um magic dyke who i'm obsessed with mm-hmm. um um and then there are other kings oh hugo girl from australia 
yeah, I think he's from Australia. Um, like Tenderoni has done a makeup tutorial here and there, I think. Mm. So like there definitely isn't a lack. Like I'm definitely joining a group of drag yeah. kings who are mm. looking to share knowledge. Um, but I'm excited to like do it in my own way yeah. and like add my own spin on it. Yeah. Show everyone how to do a toothpick mustache. Oh my God. I was like, <laughs> I was like you better do tutorials on here. On the toothpick mustache. I, um, when I started my beard, I watched a drag king tutorial and I, I cause that can grow a little facial hair. I used a mascara wand. To like oh grow I remember when we first met, I was like, how'd you do your beard? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Mascara. Mascara wand. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm glad I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I am too. That's there, so yeah, terrible. that's a very like how tricky How did you not tool. like smudge it everywhere? Uh, it just dries really fast. Okay. Because yeah. I smudge my own mascara. Yeah. My face. <laughs> um, and I love that you're pursuing like an alternative platform to nightlife too, to like continue doing drag because like I think that's really vital and I feel like that's the future of drag too. And yeah. like, I don't want to shit on nightlife. Yeah. I've had amazing times in it, but it's just with the way that I want to like conduct myself, mm-hmm. it doesn't vibe as well, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, anymore. And like uh, late night bars, like oh my God, I know. drag isn't as accessible to like doing a vlog or doing a photo series on Twitter, <laughs> like some people we know, <laughs> or like. It's really like taking drag into the digital realm. Mm-hmm. It opens it up to so many more people. Mm-hmm. And that's actually like really important. Yeah. No, you it know? is. Yeah. It is. Um, so yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. That's what I'm so excited also, about. Also, it'll bring on new opportunities that you didn't have to like hustle your ass off for. You're hustling in a different way, but it's not like you have to perform, you know, five nights a week and hopefully get a gig. Oh yeah. It's like, just like a new area to yeah like, i work a nine to five like i can't it's be hard. doing shows at midnight no, you know it's during really the week hard. yeah um yeah. But i think yeah. we're all experiencing that right now too Fatigue, and i Christ. as well like <laughs> it's just hard when you have like a very demanding job oh yeah, yeah. for sure and you have to wake up early <laughs> <laughs> or you just don't sleep and take drugs it's fine everyone does that, <laughs> everyone uh, does that. Oh my gosh. do you have any um performance gigs in the meantime before the vlog or after the vlog or um i have a few in the works i don't think it's been formally announced yet but mm. i'm gonna say it i'm doing rabbit hole productions Tasselmania, hey. which i'm so excited about Tasselmania is a burlesque show based Ooh. on wrestlemania <laughs> what yeah, yeah it's actually it is it's run by bunny buxom and schaefer the dark lord mm-hmm. who's a rapper um bunny's a burlesque performer yeah it is one of the best shows I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they do the burlesque um, wrestle matches, if that's the right word. But bef- um, Bunny has started doing a drag lip sync off um, as a pre-show. And last year she did drag queens. It was Ms. Jade and Nancy No Good. And this year it's going to be drag kings and it's me against somebody else. Oh, it's like, it's oh like, be my, um, <laughs> my lips. Like, are you both like lip syncing? Yep, we're okay. lip syncing at the same time. Okay, gotcha. Two, three songs. Ooh. Oh wow! Wow, okay. three? Yeah. Oh boy. I think they're cut down. Okay. okay. I'm not sure. Like, I'm like getting a little nervous about it, <laughs> but I'm so excited to Where's be a part happening? of Tasmania. It's at Drum. Okay. Yeah. I don't know where that is. I don't um, know where that it's is. It's in though. Manhattan, Alphabet oh. City. Oh okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so nervous, but like I love Tasselmania so much that mm-hmm. I said yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how many years has this like been a yearly thing? How does this even work? This is gonna be the fourth one, I mm-hmm. think. Okay, fourth one. Gotcha. Yeah, I think it's yearly. Um, it? I think it's annually, but last year I think they did two in one year. Oh. Okay. Because WrestleMania was 
happening in New York. Oh, wow. Uh, or okay. in New Jersey. So oh. they did it twice in one year to like oh. coincide with that. Gotcha. Okay. And the nobodies are involved. The nobodies yeah. are actually judging the drag king lip sync. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's how I first heard about it, too. Yeah, um, I'm going to start buddying up to them <laughs> in, in the coming weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I won't do that. Um, we're already buddies anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the best advice you've been given about Jack? Oh. The best advice? Don't forget about the audience. That was, Vigor Mortis said that in, um, I was the inspiration for a short documentary that came out in 2018. Mm -hmm. And Vigor was, Vigor was like the voice of drag king wisdom in it because like it was about like the beginning of my drag journey. And he was like, you can't forget about the audience. Like you're a performer. Like, and like, I totally agree. Like drag is such a personal medium and especially like performers like me and Martyr, like we love bringing our personal stuff mm. to the stage. <laughs> that's right. And like, but, the, and that's amazing. And it's so therapeutic to do that sometimes, but we're performers. We can't forget about the audience. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that was such an important lesson for me to learn. And vigor's the best. Yeah, it's <laughs> such good advice because I do come from the audience perspective. So I really do judge people by their performance, obviously. And mm -hmm. it, it doesn't matter, like, if, like, I feel like if nobody knows who you are, you still need to make your statement, but make it heard and not just have it in your head. Like, mm -hmm. we, yes. like we can yes. assume that you know what's going on. Yeah. I had this conversation with someone last week, but um, I hate, like, stages where they're, like, they're, like, elevated and you can't, like, be with the crowd. Cause like mm -hmm. like smaller venues like I'm thinking like Rosemont and like um, uh, Macri Park where like it's a smaller stage you can go out to the audience. Mm -hmm. I love that like interaction with people because like mm -hmm. I can if I'm doing like an emotional number because of course I am. Uh, <laughs> I can have I can have that um, <laughs> moment with someone in the audience and it's uh -huh. not just like purely on stage which mm -hmm. I like yeah. a lot. So. Yeah, they're definitely when it's a I like having a stage mm -hmm. and like. I'm like, all right, this is where I can be, mm -hmm. you know, even yeah. though I actually do like the small stage of Macri mm -hmm. Park, but like there, sometimes the stage is so big, you feel so far yeah. removed. Yeah. I performed at $3 bill once and uh -huh. I felt that way. Yeah. That That's a stage. huge stage. Yeah. And God bless them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, is it my turn? Is it my favorite turn? My favorite question. <laughs> what is your wildest story in nightlife? and drag that you've witnessed or been a part of participated heard about what have you oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i've definitely oh okay i have my crazy story so back when bizarre bushwick was still open rip rip um <laughs> um they used to have the door person stationed literally right at the door um which sucked when it was cold, but it also sucks, especially for in this story I'm about to tell you. <laughs> um, and I was, I wasn't performing that night. I was just seeing a show and the door girl had a problem because this man walked off the street and was kind of loitering. Like he wasn't coming in, wasn't paying the cover, uh -huh. but like he was still standing at the door in the bar. Uh -huh. And like, me and a few other people, like, we kept looking over, like, trying to make sure everything stayed under control. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was still shitty because this guy was standing there and what didn't pay for the show. Yeah. All of a sudden, the door girl starts screaming because the guy took 
all of the door money. Oh. <gasps> yep. My God. No. Starts screaming. Me and this other person jump up, run down the street. Holy shit. Trying to catch this guy. And like, what the fuck am I going to do? You know? <laughs> but like my instinct was to like, I guess I thought because some of, someone else jumped up. I was like, I'll help. Mm-hmm. I'll be a witness to oh, whatever yeah. happens. I guess that because it's not like I could fight somebody (laughs) at all. But yeah, that was crazy. I ran down the street in Bushwick. I think this happened twice, actually. What? I think I've run after two thieves. Maybe it's the same person. No, because one night was I wasn't. I was there with like my two friends Shelby and Dane, and didn't really know anyone else at the show. That was the that was the night that I just told about. But there was another night. Me and a friend had chased somebody pretty far, pretty Aww. far. Yeah. But so that was pretty nuts. Chasing someone around the streets of Bushwick. Nope. Uh, Both times they got away. Fuck. Yeah. The time when it was me and a friend chasing, the guy jumped into a getaway car. Like what? what? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? What? Yeah. They knew what they were doing. But, like, I think, like, Bizarre Bushwick had, like, a reputation among thieves that, they like, the, there's a bunch of cash right by the door and yep. you can just steal it. Because, like, it happened so many times. Damn. Yeah. Twice and I was there. How many other times could it have happened? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, yeah, that was fucking nuts. Sounds like it. <laughs> I'm, honestly, I'm glad you didn't catch them because you never know. I would have gotten them. killed. Yeah, you like, never know. <laughs> it's maybe. not worth it. It's not yeah, worth it. But rest in peace to the crazy, bizarre Bushwick memories Rip. because oh, those were nuts. Honestly, I feel like every story there. I have opinions about that place, but I miss story. their mac and cheese the most. Um, <laughs> I miss the, um, oh, fuck, deviled eggs. I miss them oh, I never so had much. Those. But like, there were some great memories there. Yeah, I agree. You know, I've gone like maybe once or twice. I, I used to go so much. I miss it. I don't. I miss the atmosphere. Not the. It was just too people. far away. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Last question. Oh, there's more. There's yeah, this more. is it. This is okay. The last one. Okay. This is the last one. Where do you want to take your drag in the future? I want to become a famous YouTuber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't actually. I, I want you to. I kind of like. It'd be funny if I did, but <laughs> I don't think I want to become a famous YouTuber. I mean, even though it would be cool that I would never have to leave my house to make money. That would uh, be cool. I know. Um, but I definitely want to, I want my vlog to be a valuable resource to other drag kings. I want to do cool stuff with the vlog. I want to have guests on. I want to do games. Do we get to be a guest? You guys can be guests. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> we'll just do this interview all over yeah, again. Yeah. Honestly, yes. <laughs> um, but that's what, I definitely want to do that. I also want to perform um in other places besides brooklyn yeah i've 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 traveled a bit mm-hmm. so far but i definitely want to travel more i mean i'm really because i've i'm coming off of like a three-month drag break mm-hmm. and that's the longest break i've taken since 2016 wow mm-hmm. yeah i feel like i've been gone for years but i'm really looking forward to like getting back in the scene like collabing with photographers yes. like i love doing that um but i'm looking forward to like seeing what other avenues there are for drag and doing a sick vlog sick vlog i feel like there's a lot more than just being in a bar you know there's more out there yep in the world it's a great big wide world yeah maybe you'll start a podcast 
<laughs> infringe on your territory. Oh, no. Do it. Honestly, oh, like, do it. Nope. <laughs> you wouldn't because there's already like 10 of them apparently. Yeah. Like Brooklyn Drag Podcast. Oh yeah, those popped up. And like when I was thinking like, okay, if I don't want to do the bar scene so much, what am I going to do? I was like, I could make a podcast. It's a lot of work. But like my, I have, my background is in video editing. So I was like, um, I might as well. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Then oh that my makes God. perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Video Why editing, would I do anything you else? You're so lucky. Editing's the worst. I don't know how you or Martyr do it. <laughs> it's fun. No. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for coming on our little show. Thank yeah. you. I'm happy that that we did this. Yeah. I'm happy it finally worked. I, out. I haven't seen you in so long, so it was good to, I know. Good to see you. It's nice to see you guys. <laughs> Honestly. Now that I'm not a hermit anymore, mm. we'll see more of Maybe. each other. Yes. I'll see you on my YouTube. Um, yeah, on the YouTube. <laughs> on the YouTube. <laughs> Where can the kids find you? Um, I'm on Instagram at Mr. M Pleasure. That's M-R dot M Pleasure. Um, I'm on Twitter at Mr. Max Pleasure. No dot. Um, <laughs> I'm on Tumblr also. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Bring it back. For I'm one children. of the only people who still use Tumblr. <laughs> um, but that's at the same Mr. Max Pleasure. And then you can find me on YouTube Yay. at Max Pleasure. Yay. Yay. That's uh, Max with three X's. <laughs> <laughs> Some tips. All right. Yeah, I know. From all right. Um, I'm right here. I'm C. Tepper. And this was Wigging Out. Way. I'm C. Tepper. You can follow me on Instagram at C-T-E-P-P-E-R and read my book, The State of Drag, where I interviewed 175 drag queens from around the world. All proceeds go to charity on Amazon.com. Ooh, I love that. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Drag the Martyr. And if you have any thoughts, comments, dick pics, send them to DragTheMartyr at gmail.com. Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Pandora. And catch up with past episodes on work.com. That's W-E-R-R-R-K.com. Artwork for Wigging Out was provided by Glitter Baby Online. That's Glitter Baby Online. Thank you. <laughs>